0: 420 Mr. Grow it and Rob from Cannabis Lifestyle TV
1: from the Stash Podcast from the Stash Podcast I'm talking about chief and today, and son, or daughters, depending on who's listening or watching. You know, and and myself, everybody probably knows I'm a blunt guy. I'm a blunt guy, but I haven't always been a blunt guy. I don't know if maybe the OGs know this, but I've talked about that a few different times. But really consumption breaks down to the individual, who and how and what you enjoy. It really comes down to the preference or even the programming or your environment or where you're at. I know myself, a lot of it happened basically where I was at, how I consume the cannabis I do. But others don't necessarily have the same vibes on how I smoke. Now you guys, I know both. Of, we seemingly all smoke differently. I just watching even as we session and just chill. I'm like, yeah, we all have a different consumption. I think we should get started talking about like how we got started. What was our initial consumption, Chris? You could get started because I think. Well, me first off, you didn't even day.
2: introduce us. Nobody even oh, knows dude, who we are. Oh, dude, I'm in that stone. I'm that stone.
1: Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, welcome we to from the House podcast. <laughs> Start right away. Obviously, the consumption's working well. Rob from <laughs> Lifestyle TV, Pigeons 420. And Chris, aka Mr. Grow it. we're here. That's
0: who he is.
1: Little blazed,
2: <laughs> little blazed, but hey, obviously yeah. it's working. Consumption works for us. <clears throat> consumption so where it all begins right well let's talk about where how we started like what methods we started consuming um and and I'll start (laughs) and uh so I started consuming when I was like 12 literally 12. Uh, I was in like what sixth grade at the time I believe and my sister was in eighth grade and she brought me into the backyard she smoked weed with her friends and they had a joint and back then it was uh this is the early 2000s I think um I don't know how old I was, but I mean, I don't know how long ago it was, what year it was, PM, but so yeah. it was the year when um, heddies didn't exist or uh, Sensamea didn't exist. So it was like Mexican schwagweed, that brickweed. And uh, Thanks, cool. I didn't get stoned my first time. I don't know if you guys got stoned your first time or not, but it took me like five or six times consuming before I actually got high. Uh, but most of the time we would just smoke out of joints. And um, man, that first time I ever got stoned, I remember being in McDonald's and just laughing hysterically at everything. Just the giggles, full blown giggles. <laughs> it was it was it was awesome.
1: The early days, man. That was uh, you know, for me, I definitely got like inebriated my first time that I smoked. <laughs> we smoked out of a uh, a wooden like tobacco pipe, someone's grandpa's pipe. Literally, <laughs> I remember like back in the day. I, I just literally was a little piece of shit, obviously. I army crawled into my mom's room because I knew she had butt, and I was like, I'm going to grab a little bit. And I literally, no one would say, I don't know why army crawled. Army crawled in there, and somehow, obviously, she was doing the most back then because I grabbed a fucking handful. And if you can grab a handful and no one notices, obviously someone's doing the most, we'll say. <laughs> so I was able to army crawl again ridiculously back to my room and didn't have any way to smoke, didn't know anything. So me and a buddy just walked around. Literally walked around until we saw people who looked kind of cool. We were like, yeah, they look cool. So I was like, hey, you guys smoke?" They're like, smoke what? We we're like, oh, yeah, they're cool. <laughs> <laughs> and so <laughs> immediately they were like, yeah, man, we don't got any butt. I was like, we do. And I had a cassette case, cause I, again, very ignorant. This was sixth grade as well. And went behind their fucking house. He randomly pulled up this old dirty piece of shit and was like, yeah, man. We get ripped out of this thing, which just smelled like tobacco. So obviously, it was probably a tobacco pipe. But man, dude, I was so like just lightheaded and and not even there. I mean, I was stoned, but like more so, I think, because of tobacco. And I was just ripping tobacco at the time. But I was just completely like zen, chill. And I, I'm usually a really anxious person, man. I have been since I can remember. I'm I'm very like tense, and sometimes I don't know that has brought on fighting for me, unfortunately. And from there on forward like it really changed my perception on a lot of things and i started slowing down more and i would smoke even then almost medically because i'm like dude let's get more of that shit but the problem was is we never got that same exact effect i'm like man i don't know like i'm stoned like it's like we had the opposite the first time i got super blazed and five times after that i was like same bud i don't feel it man it's just not working you know and at that time we were using the can method a lot of people i don't know the og smokers oh yeah Crushing the camp, poking the holes and the poverty. Probably not the
2: poverty. That
1: was great. Probably not the healthiest way. I gotta believe that was very Bro, harmful. Uh lost smoking. A few brain cells. Yeah, but you know, didn't work. It really didn't work for us then. And that was where like I had to graduate to the next level of things and learn more about it. You know? Pigeons, what, what was your first kind of come I, up with it? I was a
0: late bloomer compared to you guys. Jesus. Uh the first time I blazed was uh I think I was 16, and the first time I tried it was the first time I tried it, and then I didn't touch it again for about another year after that. Um, the, first, the first time I tried it was it was by a joint, and my buddy and I were, I, I was living at his house because I, I did not spend much time at my own house, and uh, we, he, he lived on the farm, and we went out to this, uh, this old, I don't know, like a, a cattle shed. And it was probably 7, 8 o'clock at night, which is in, in northern Canada. It's pretty dark by that time in, in the winter. And he he's like, here, here, try this. I was like, okay. Him and I were pretty tight. I had no idea what the fuck I was getting into. I hadn't even tried a cigarette at this point. And I was like, okay. And so I, I, I hit it a few times. But immediately the paranoia was like, was there. Now, was it the weed? Itself that gave me some, some chemical imbalance in my brain that caused me to be paranoid. No, no, it was just the sheer fact that I was smoking a joint with my buddy in the middle of nowhere and paranoid that his dad would come bust us. And we, we each have like three or four toques each of this little tiny joint. It was almost like he had rolled a pinner and cut it in half <laughs> and had, had two ends. And so all of a sudden we start, we start to hear a rustle in the leaves in the snow coming up to the cattle shed. And so we put out this like fucking tiny ass little, little joint and around the corner comes his brother. And he's like, what are you guys doing in here? And we were like, oh, uh, nothing, nothing. He's like, were you guys smoking weed without me? And we were like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. And so, yeah, after that, I never I never touched it again for like another year. And then it was as, as you said, Rob, I, I think the next time I discovered it, I started to realize that I could use it medicinally. Um, I've suffered from ADD my almost my entire uh, life that I can recall. And for the first time when I was introduced to weed and then I decided to go to school. on weed man on weed weed. and it was amazing how focused relaxed comfortable i was because up until that point it was you know it's very tough to be you know confined in a prison of concrete uh forced to take in information that you don't find exciting or interesting or relevant for that matter and yeah, uh, discovering weed at about 17 allowed me to be able to just relax, slow down and focus when it came to taking in school. And so it, it, it was never it, in my opinion it was never a recreational thing for me. It was right off the bat I realized that I could use weed to my advantage whether that was to stay focused, to stay awake, to you know, and 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 yeah. And so because of that I just never stopped. So from 17 to 33, I think I took... I, I decided I was going to try to join the military once in that period of time. And I tried to go a week, and I made it three days without smoking any weed. Like, yeah, so in, you know. in, those, in that time frame, I've been not high, if you will, or under the influence or medicated for three days. So... Hey! Yeah, hats off. Learn to you, harness man. it. Learn to harness it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I did it a lot. I consumed a lot, and yeah. <laughs> I started when I was you know twelve, and then really a daily driver when I was in seventh and eighth grade. I remember um, my friend would take it from his mom every single day. I was like, he would your come friend. with a handful. And uh, I used to ride BMX back in the day, and you know everybody who I was around had BMX bikes, and we would go up to this plaza in the hometown, and we used to go behind uh, the plaza, and we all just used to just blaze up his, his weed and go into the woods. Um, my buddy had a, <laughs> he took a kazoo, uh, I don't know if you guys can yeah. picture a kazoo, <laughs> and he took off the top of the kazoo and then put tinfoil in there and made a bowl out of a kazoo. And I'll always remember that because that was, that was what we used for a long time. Um, <laughs> also, another thing that we would use is uh, wood pipes. Those are common back then. Those metal pipes were common oh, yeah. with yeah, the screen like on top. the inside. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can modify um, them
1: and have a super long pipe with like six different Oh, the Once you get to take apart. Yeah, still, yeah. Yeah, can, yeah those do, yeah.
2: We, uh, we did a <laughs> steam rollers with um, paper towel holder. And then oh. just cutting the top and then putting the um, tinfoil in there and then using it as like a steamroller, the rush on the back and everything. Uh, we got really creative. Uh, bottle bongs were pretty huge for us back then. Um, you know, taking a 20-ounce uh, bottle and then putting the actual slide within there and, and using that. Uh, worked actually really good as a, as a bomb back in the it's day like we
1: grew up together it's crazy yeah right but you like, got all I mean, the all same, same like, things dude i mean the fucking weed macgyver man i used to hang out with this kid who like we'd go into my buddy's garage who like his mom somehow was oblivious that we smoked in there every fucking second of the day and we'd go in there and he'd have some sort of creative project he's working on he'd have like a drill and duct tape and this and that I'm like what are you doing he's like don't fucking worry about it I'm like what are you doing man Hour later, he's like, put down that piece of shit glass piece. If We had a really nice glass. We had a zong bong at the time that we got. It was like a group chip-in charity to buy this, like, flop house bong. And he would make these crazy elaborate pieces. He had one that was this big, giant PVC pipe with uh, Folger's coffee can. And then he had tubes from a fish tank that we used as, like, basically a hookah. Like, one person gets a gigantic hit, and then two people get side decent hits. So we would just be chiefing and pass it. So no matter what, you're getting a hit and, like... It was ridiculous, and we'd throw down. All of us would combine our money and be like, all right, we got 80 bucks. Let's get an ounce, because this is brickweed days, obviously. Like, let's get a Z, and, like, we'd want to smoke it all before we leave. No one takes anything home. Smoke every single drop of it. (laughs) It was ridiculous, and there was no name for the bud. It was just, can you get any popcorn, or can you get any of the fruits? Like, that's just what we called good shit at the time. Or corn, that was another one, corn. Don't know why, but that just was how we would describe better shit weed, And it slowly, like... Gravitated towards the chronic days, we'll say, like when you'd get bud that was kind bud or just dank shit, where it still didn't really have a name to most people. It was just chronic. But the problem was, is that was going around for like a hundred a fucking quarter. So it was rare when people would have it. But I was very fortunate that my family has just been well established with cannabis, we'll say, for a very long time. And uh, I had a dude that I was able to link up from in the northern region that was very very affordable so i was smoking high quality shit like pretty early on like 2005 2006 like way early on but it had no name it was just chronic but it was weird because every time we'd be smoking that stuff i sometimes would get more stone from that brick bud it would just be like i don't know man i think maybe the other chemicals that are in it maybe formaldehyde or something because somebody's (laughs) spraying it like it would just always be a different effect but more lethargic and more like heavy but the thing i hated the most was the seeds Oh, my God. We would get a brick that literally we'd have to chisel open with, like, an ice pick or someone would use a knife and, like, hammer the knife in and then turn it and then it'd pop open. And we're like, all right. And that was, like, a pound. And we're taking little corners and cutting corners off, like, here's yours, here's yours, here's yours. And I mean, it was insane. You'd break that open and it was just, like, with seeds like a machine gun. Like, it was nuts, dude. And half of them were flat, black, nasty seeds that were just compressed and gross. And you'd miss one and you roll it up in your joint and it would pop and snap like you got a firecracker in your joint. It's like, it was horrible, man. I really don't miss those days at all. But there was a different effect that, maybe it's nostalgia, maybe it's just me remembering this, but there was a different feeling that you would get from a lot of that brick that was just more narcotic. And, you know, I don't like it as much, but it was different.
2: That's called a headache. Or a headache? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a sea eye is what
1: that is. You smoke a seasoned stems, Playboy. So when did you guys first see like extracts? What and what was your first thing? Like did you see just like some some resin? Was that the thing? Or was did you actually get to see like bubble hash and
0: oh I've been I've been smoking resin for as long as I've been smoking weed, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember the days way back, like resin was the main concentrate. If you Scrape will. Scraping the bowl, for, oh shit, yeah, son. You ever heard, uh, you ever, uh, whenever you had those like nice, we were talking about those little metal pipes, man. There, there was always one more hoot. You know what I mean? It might not, might it might have tasted like ass, but there was one more hoot. Yeah, and like, that's because we'll get a couple hits, right? You'll get a couple <laughs> more. There's one more. It's just ashes. Just there's one more. Uh, I, I, I remember scraping my pipes like the, the hard days before I actually ha- figured out how to maintain a supply of chronic of just like, oh, the struggle, you know, you'd hoard a gram until payday, you know, trying to like <laughs> scrape a little bit here, put a little bit here, a little bit there. Uh, I used to use the one hooter. I'm not I'm sure if you guys are familiar with those, but you can you can make a, a, an eighth of weed last fucking a uh, week. If you if you just one hoot that shit, and I mean, oh just yeah, like, like, like the little dugouts, dug it uh, Yeah, bat, dug bat bat yeah, looks yeah. like a cigarette, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, lived on one of those for years. Uh, that was just that was just the way to go. Um, but uh, con- when when if, if we were to go to concentrates, resin was the first main concentrate. But it was funny how everything had an, had its own name back then because I knew everything as either honey oil, cherry oil, or oil. Really is all it was, and i, I didn't realize back or, or I didn't realize then that it was just really the way it was processed and the fact that uh, i am i make shatter or i make uh i make uh, hash oil on my own now that is essentially what they used to call honey oil and uh yeah I remember getting it in like a a beer lid beer cap and you would just dab a little bit or take a take a pin or whatever and you'd take a little bit out yeah. and divvy that out but uh yeah it was concentrates were always there but never really a prime focus for for us
2: i actually didn't start concentrates until like four years ago so it was like super recent oh. um mm. i've been fortunate not the first concentrates i ever had was from a dispensary oh, it so was uh nice. shatter or, or wax um is what i started out with and uh Man, that first dab I ever took, uh, hot as fuck, just burning my lungs like crazy. But the high was just like a whole different high because oh, it's yeah. just it's just so much, you know, so concentrated, yeah, so
1: quick, just like oh. two. Yeah,
2: and so uh, most of my stuff was from a dispensary, and then um, you know I kind of varied back and forth between concentrates and um, joints, blunts. M- most recently. Um, and then now I have a rosin press, so I can just press out my own freshly squeezed rosin whenever I want. And then, uh, and then I dab that for now on. So, yeah, it was for me, it was pretty recent as far as um, when I got into concentrates. Dude, I guess I have been blessed
1: with the OGs, man, the, the old school 70s and 60s growers and smokers. But my first run was uh, some Lebanese style, uh, like some blonde hash. It was pressed, but it was like looked almost brown on the outside but as soon as you open it up i don't know if it was like moroccan or lebanese but it was very very blonde you it was like pressed trichomes almost but it was so gooey and funky and just weird and at the time how we would smoke it is we would take a, a it was a pin usually and we put it through cardboard and then we'd use a small cup and what we do is we take a little piece of that hash we put it on the pin we'd light it and then we blow it out so it was a cherry and then we put the cup over top of it and then once it's full of smoke you just Lift it up, and and it was the best tasting shit at the time, dude. It was so good. A couple hits, you'd be lit. And it would last for, like, maybe five or six hits for just the tiniest little bit there. But it was such a unique, different experience. And I was the only person who had it at the time, like, of my circle. Obviously, the older dudes had it. But it was such a different, unique kind of effect that you were getting that direct high, but it didn't have the full entourage feeling like I normally would. But there was mids that I was smoking, so this was, like, next-level feeling. And then I was able to get bubble hash, which was still, like, very comparable, but it smoked different. It would literally, like, disintegrate on the bowl. You'd light it, and it would just melt all over your bud. And it was so next-level shit. You'd smoke some boofy-ass regular bud, and it would just be very, very, very high quality. But it was hard to find. It was very pricey. And once in a while, you'd go and buy it, and you'd get opium instead. And that was not my ideal situation. I'd get it and go home and smell it. I'd be like, what the fuck is incense? What is this shit? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, fucking opium, son of a bitch. Like, we are not in the Middle East, man. Come correct or don't come at all. And that was like the old school style hash. And then fast forward to 2008, we'll say, uh, I ended up stumbling on some, it was BHO, but it was done like uh, heat extract, basically heat purging where on like a stove where it was black and nasty and just gross. And we smoked it in like, again, real hot style and it. Burned the shit out of my fucking lungs so bad, I was over top of my sink, just like <gasps> trying the to breathe. Shit, we
0: smoked, boys. The oh, shit
1: we've smoked. Dude, and then yeah. for some reason I smoked more of it. I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with me? What is wrong with me?" <laughs> it was just, it was there. It was so unique. I, I don't know.
0: I don't. You, you guys talk about that brick weed. I have never in my life ever seen brick weed. Okay? You and Lucky. Doggo are the only people uh, I know who have never uh, seen I, brick. I, like we thought we had, like I we like the bad weed back in the day was like maybe had a seed in it. Like I like from from the fucking horror stories I hear from you guys, it's like I'm blessed. This Canadian weed up here is fucking amazing. Yeah, you know, it's got to be good. It's got to be good because it's like you know it was very seldom the only issues we ever had around here was not having access to it there was always those times at which as a buyer younger you could always set your schedule to not having anything and it was like that right before well it makes sense now that september october period of time was very very dry and then you won and then now looking back now as a, as as a gardener it's like oh well that's because you're at the you're at the very end, the end of harvest you know you're almost at harvest everyone's year's supply that made it to this point in the year is now running out and we don't have that year supply that out most time it's outdoor you know but uh uh we we, the only real issue that we had was that you couldn't find it so you know one of the biggest things that i always had to ensure is that i had christmas weed yeah holiday buds yeah in november I was putting shit away so that in December, at late December, I had Christmas weed because I wanted to ensure that I was going to be able to just, because I was the black sheep of my family, so I would be always segregated away from everybody else. So before Christmas, I wanted to make sure I had my hoots, so I would have the mentality to put up with those individuals, and then away we would go. So it's, uh, yeah,
1: aside from that, always had great weed. It was just a matter of whether or not it was available. Yeah, it's like yeah, in Mexico, of like bottom shelf. America's like mid shelf, and Canada was top shelf. At <laughs> like have, they worked this way up the region. You know, we're slowly yeah. getting our way there.
2: Yeah, that Mexican swag was all over the place, man. I, I had that all the way from all the way into high school, really. And I remember getting it for like ninety bucks an ounce or something like that. And that was yeah. some people probably reply to comment on this, be like, "That's way too much." <laughs> um, <laughs> way too much. <laughs> but that stuff was was everywhere, loaded with seeds. Um, then along came mids. I don't know if you guys had mids, yeah. which were simply just less seeds than were in the swag. <laughs> and wasn't pressed as much. That's all that like, was. Yeah. And then kind buds came along. What we call kind buds, which was uh, seedless. So that was amazing. I mean, yeah.
0: So it's all based on whether or not it has
1: seeds. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Scale? Pretty much. That's, okay. that's where okay. people. Okay. That's how they judged it. For it's like THC for the average person. Like they were judging <laughs> it by seeds. Then now, when you some people see seeds, they are like, "What the fuck's wrong with you?" It's like, <laughs> chill out. <laughs> like it started
0: high generally like when i first started it was like 15 20 a gram and that was like without exception that was unwritten that was the way it was and then there was like a small trend like i can almost remember the day someone said i can give you i can give you a gram for ten dollars <laughs> i was like son of a bitch where's the phone <laughs> i need to call everyone i got grams for ten dollars you know what i mean Holy I, I, shit. I, I remember how excited i was that, like all of a sudden there was an a, a economy shift <laughs> and 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 the ten dollar grams came out and then that was kind of it it was you know the odd odd time there'd be a fifteen dollar
1: gram but you just didn't go there and if you did it was because there was nowhere else to go so see i bring you as far back as nick sacks and dime bags I was getting, if you wanted a blunt, you get it for five bucks. You wanted a dime, you get it for 10. You wanted an eighth, usually 20. And it worked its way up there. But I was very fortunate to be a, uh, we'll say a street pharmacist. So I was able to have my retail price for myself was better. I had more wholesale prices. So (laughs) I, I usually would have more of it at hand. So we'd be just burning down the house, no problem. The problem like I was, you know, smoking it. into your profits is nothing.
0: That's it. I tried to sell it, but I smoked too
1: fucking much. Yeah. You know, my buddy was like, okay, I'm going to give you an ounce. And you have to try to sell I was like, okay, okay, I can do this.
0: I can do this. Divvy yeah. it all up. But then I didn't have any weed. Was yeah, like, old oh, school
1: times, man. Oh like,
0: shit. Okay, okay, I'll take half of this. And now I'm going to sell this. But then three days in, I only sold like three grams. And I'm like, fuck it. I'll just like give smoking it. Fuck it. Fuck it.
1: Yeah. yeah, man. It, it you know different times, obviously, and that's the thing is is back then it was just more the simple fact of of having access to it and getting it for a better price because we consumed it faster because the quality wasn't quite as good, you know. And and then I was smoking only like joints once in a while, blunts once in a blue moon. And people, I know so many people who were like that's when I'd only smoke blunts was back in the mid days. I just didn't, man. At the time, the blunts that were out were the the flavorful ones. Like I'm not a huge fan of the tropical fusions or the white grapes or anything like that. Like, I like the more natural plain leaf ones. So, like, fast forward to today, really after I quit smoking cigarettes. I smoked from cigarettes, coincidentally, from 12 to 21. On my 21st birthday, I was like, fuck this shit, I'm done. Squeeze my pack of Newports and threw it in the garbage. I was like, that's it. And from there on, I, I kind of switched to smoking blunts. And it's still a vice, you know, you got the tobacco side, but obviously a lot less. I try to smoke natural leaf tobacco. And I don't mix tobacco with the bud other than the leaf around it. But for me, it's like I get comparable, almost comparable to that first high, man. I think because, again, the first time I smoked was a tad bit of tobacco in the bowl, resin at least. It was a tobacco pipe and I had cannabis with it as well. So the combination, that fusion, the entourage effect of it, I feel like that really did it for me. And now it seems like that really hits the cannabinoid receptors for me. And it really does the exact effect for the the sedative, relaxing, but also the recreational enjoying side where I'm getting stoned and I'm chilling. So it's like, not everybody agrees. I know I get mad comments who are like, how are you going to judge the terpenes when you smoke blunts? It's like, well, for one, naturally. For two, I grow good bud, super terpy bud. I order strains that are known for high terpenes. I, oh, shout out to the breeders. It's not me. I just happened to parent it well. It's not, I didn't make the strain dank. The strain was dank when I got it. It's just, I happened to get the phenotype. But I get these strains in particular to pair them with what how I smoke because I'm smoking and growing for myself. I have patients, obviously, but how they what they want is for the other plants. M- me in particular, I grow for the terpenes and the effect I like to pair with a good blunt. What about you guys?
2: Blunts were a daily driver for me in high school, for sure. Like we used to all just, you know, who's got five on it, you know, each— Three or four people throwing down five bucks, getting a gram and, and rolling up either a gram blunt or, you know, we used to do the um, Garcia Vega green tubes.
1: Yeah, and those yep. we
2: used to fill like an eighth in it. I might, might be able to even stuff a quarter in that. Um, it's the Same crew, I feel like. It's like, how did we not? Yeah, Dutch and... Masters were huge back then. Phillies, uh, actually, recently bought a uh, fifty pack of Phillies. I still got some, oh, and. Sure. Uh, I've been smoking those uh, in the pool in the summertime every single day. I'd have a blunt of those, but I kind of cut back on blunts quite a bit now. I only really do them occasionally. Rob, I know you do them every day, all day. Apparently, heard right? what I've smoked.
1: <laughs> yeah, <right.
2: laughs> so you're killing it. <laughs> About and those you. blunt wraps were pretty cool. Um, I know people have mixed opinions on those blunt wraps, but uh, you know I, I like them. I've, I've used them; they're flavorful. Um, now I, I like to use the uh, cigarillos. Um, You know whether it be the White Owls or the Dutch Master Cigarellos, the smaller ones, which I think is what you're using right now, probably. Yeah, Yeah. so I like those now. But um, yeah, blunts were my daily driver back in the day. Um, Also, uh, one of the things that that we didn't talk about yet is gravity bongs.
1: Have you guys ever done
2: gravity bongs? Because I was a gravity bong guy. uh, I used to love to cut the bottom of a two-liter off, and then uh, use that as a gravity bong, and used to basically take the top of the cap, cut. A hole in it, then put the tin foil over it, and then you could just screw the cap on and off. And uh using that, you just used to get ripped off of just one rip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just you just get destroyed.
1: A water version, or did you do the the bag version? Water. Well, well, the, the, the water, a water version.
0: What did you just call it? A water lung, or what did you call it? Uh, no, a gravity
1: bong. Gravity bong. Yeah, and yeah. well, then I, I call the one with a bag a lung. <laughs> yes, I mean basically same concept. um it's, the difference is is the fact that you've got more of a scenario where um, one is, is, of course, I think closer to the realm of a bong because you've got the water. It's like a gravity bong. The other is more of a lung. You're you're pulling it, doing it like that. So there's a difference. You're getting in the a two. bigger hit. You're getting yeah. a bigger hit
2: with the gravity bong, anyways, right? Because when you're when you're pulling that gravity bong up, you, the whole bowl is getting torched. Yeah, the whole thing's right. lighting up, and that thing gets so milky and like yellowish color. Oh, dude, I know. And then you once you take that hit, those. it's just dying. In, yeah, we know. used to use
1: a three liter Fago bottle here, in Michigan, oh, Detroit yeah. side. So this big fat, like the size of this thing, and we put like two, three grams in it, and just <laughs> and I mean, you just was, wonder. You look back at these days, it's like. How the fuck did I not understand what a stale hoot was until
0: I was in my 20s then? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like I, like you, you look back and it's like these things just reek stale hoots. You know what I mean? Like I look take a bong rip. I'm a bong guy now myself. I have I used to do the pipes way for a very, really long time and then I got bong into bongs. I never, never came off my bong. Um, but, you know, you take a bong rip and I know guys that'll take a, take a rip and then they cap the top of it. Mm. And then they go to take the (laughs) rest. I'm like, you're not getting over that for fucking hours, bro. Yeah, skip him the next rotation. You're done. You're done. And I'm just like, how did I not know of that before? Because, yeah, we did blades, blades were a thing. And, yeah. Yeah. So so you guys glass guys
1: guys then? You guys bongers then? Bong. I've got glass everywhere.
0: Broken more glass than I've bought. Yep.
2: Yeah, back in the day, we had a... uh, We had a roar, like two-foot roar, straight tube. Mm. And we used to share that thing between six of us. And looking back at it, how disgusting is it? I remember always like the next day being sick because (laughs) the amount of like (laughs) viruses were spreading. Like that bong was never cleaned. We never cleaned that bong. It was disgusting. The water in there was nasty and it was all caked up the the whole way. So Not
0: to mention, it's like I have four hoots off my bong now. And there's like this resin that builds up on the mouthpiece of the bong. And I'm just Uh. like... How did I ever put up with that, you know? Yeah. And then not to mention, you ever remember like taking a bowl and then as you spark it, you like you quartered it, you know, you'd try to like save the corner mm. and then you would pack. These days, I pack a bowl to the top. That's one hoop.
1: I take that whole bowl. <laughs> the lungs have grown.
0: Iron lungs <coughs> oh, over there. Yeah, Iron. <laughs> just, I, That or the tolerance. The tolerance is just built. That, like, yeah, yeah.
1: The, well, for me, beers. like, now the smoke's even more enjoyable because the flavor, the terpy, like, the, the, the more uniqueness of what we're smoking now, I could literally just go back to back to back based on flavor alone.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: I love some—if you get some good terps some shit, enjoy. man, I'm telling you, bro, like, that's where it's next level for me is, is I can smoke and smoke and smoke if it's the right strain. If it's not, I'll smoke a blunt, and then maybe a couple hours I'll smoke another and another. But if it's that right flavor, man, pretty much anything I'm growing right now, I'll just blow through it. Like, I, I got to chill a little bit on that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I, I'm the same way.
2: Oh yeah, yeah I, I I now use a like a fifteen inch bong. It um it's a zob wobbler. So it kind of like branches off a little bit. And uh, I use that whenever I want to take bong rips, which is pretty often. It's pack up a bowl and then just get destroyed. <laughs> like I said, blunts occasionally. Um joints get me really ripped. I don't know what it is about, you know, blunts versus joints. I mean, I think maybe the tobacco has something to do with it, but I get destroyed off of joints. Um <laughs> <laughs> nowadays, and uh, I buy the king size, king size papers. Oh, you you. I don't yeah. even bother to go on the smaller ones anymore. Um, back in the day, we used to do the L's or spliffs, uh, which are kind of the we same thing where you basically take two small papers, um, connect them as an L shape, and then roll them up, and then you know spliff, add a little bit of sprinkle of tobacco in there. I don't know if you guys have ever done that before, yeah. but uh, those things I, were I uh, fun back right. in the day. And we never yeah. used to use filters back in the day. Like, no, never used filters. Like new Nowadays, I use yeah. filters. People yeah, get mad when I
1: pass now. it without a filter. They're like, can you put a filter in it? I'm like,
2: no, I didn't. Some,
0: I, you know, I, Personal preference these days, I just prefer to keep the weed in the joint. Um, I do not smoke joints. I, I, I don't smoke joints. Uh, the reason being is because I find that my throat pooches out before I even get high. I'm mm. coughing. I'm like, uh, uh, and they're like, you're good? I'm like, no, I'm not even high yet, but I'm done you know what I mean? In my throat, I'm caught. The only time I'm going to have a joint, it's typically in like a social setting. Um, typically I roll big cannons for baseball, baseball practice, baseball game. I'll roll like a, maybe a three or four gram joint. And Fucking then I Duker. yeah, we probably got to pass around 11 ish guys, you know, and I've got a big, one of those big cigar rollers. So yeah. And then the selecta size papers, it's kind of like a roll of tinfoil. Um, and then you just go with that, uh, and then that, that's 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 it. And then most of the time, even with that, I'll have the first like two and then I hand it off. It's it's it It's gone. I'll just it's enjoy my, my vape pen over on the side. <laughs> um, so yeah, vape pen, that is another main method of when I'm out on a boat. I've got um evolve, a yokan evolve. Shout out to my man blacktievapor.com. Um, he hit me up with that, and uh, it's a uh, essentially it's a concentrate oil pen it's one of the best the evolve xl plus i think it is yeah it's or, a beast yeah. man with the four coils in it yeah, yeah yeah it's a beast. oh man i just load that bitch up and oh man i can take it anywhere i take it to That's the kids a hockey in your game right to the tournaments out on t- camping going to the beach that shit's use it everywhere it just goes in my breast pocket and the smell you know i just take it and there's no you know it's that concentrate smell that is is only really noticeable to those who are also concentrate it takers or or, yeah. or enthusiasts, because other than that, it's just another smell. Um, but uh, yeah, that's vape. Discreet man. Discreet. Yeah, discretion. Discretion. Is that the right word? Discretion is discretion. is yeah, yeah yeah To be discreet is 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 an important factor because I am a, I am a dad. Uh, I'm a volunteer in my community. Um, however, I use cannabis very heavily, and I need it. To be able to do these tasks, or at least to keep up with those tasks, and so having having the ability to do it incognito with that pen is fantastic. So that's like concentrates are a must in my household because the days of rolling joints or packing small butt pipes and blazing in the corner are done for me because a you get outed by smell and b it's just a pain in the ass to have lighter pipe and weed all in one spot. So yeah, some dirty stinking bowl too,
1: just smell like resin everywhere. Yeah, everywhere that ideal you can't contain it. No, yeah.
2: Yeah, those vape pens are so key. I mean, I usually do whenever I'm traveling, I'll use them. Um, in particular, um, you know, out on um, out and about in public or whatever, um, you know, I'll, I'll grab those. Um, but I don't really do the vape pen at, at home anymore. I kind of conserve it for, yeah. um, you know, yeah, when it's I'm out my and about. Talk. Um, prices for it uh, in the dispensary here—it's about um, I think on a deal I can get like forty bucks for um, one of those. what is it five hundred? milligrams or whatever oh yeah the half gram yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 500 i think is like 40 bucks up to like 60 bucks so i usually snag one of those and those will last me a long long time actually i got one that i've had for probably expired by now i don't know how long i've had it but (laughs) um yeah those things are so clutch and then what about um dry herb vapes do you guys use the dry herb vapes at all they they make them so small now which are pretty cool like the um g-pen uh, I forget what they're called. Dash, I think it's called. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I've been wanting to get one of those because I do. I personally do like the flavor that it get that you can get off of a dry herb vape.
1: Uh, yeah, particular. I love like um, Trey's got one of those fucking volcanoes. Those mm. are great, man. You just, you just get a bag and chill and puff it. It's definitely a different effect in comparison definitely, to c- c- yeah. combustion. You know, it's a I, definitely I've, different feeling.
0: Never a fan. I was never a fan of dry herb vapes, and now granted, the technology is or sorry wasn't what it is now. And I have not given a dry herb vape a good solid shot for a good ten years, probably, um, because it's just like it was the volcano back in the day. I, I just thought I found it underwhelming. Um, yeah, yes, the taste, the cannabinoids, the flavor, great. yeah, that's all I got, great, but not what I'm looking for. Not what I'm looking for. I'm a THC guy. I'm looking for that euphoric, that that straight to the head, that. Fo- Honestly, the taste could. I, I don't care. I don't care. Um and, and well, it's not that I don't care. It's just it's not the it's not a preferred variable for me. Um and and the vape wasn't getting me high. And I tried little hand ones, little wooden ones, and I just felt like nothing. You just whoo, yeah, I know you barely get anything out. But compared to the now, long, years. but as I mentioned though, I, I haven't tried a solid vape in ten years. So shout perhaps, out to a potential sponsor. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah,
1: perhaps that there is a technology out there that's going to wow me. And that's what I'm looking for. Hell yeah. I'd love to see it. And I think, you know, that's where people listening or watching, like, what's your preferred method? What, what are you into? Because we all have our own preference. It really varies to each person, to each scenario. If you have kids, if you're in a place you can't consume, like an apartment, wherever, how you use it is definitely going to be different. You know, some people might have a reason why. Some people really don't know. They've just been doing it for a long time. But I'm definitely curious. Drop it in the comment section. Why do you do what you do? Let us know. It's,
0: that's a good question.
1: That's a good question, and and
0: it's something as like I I've, I've always considered my my token zone, my pharmacy, my bakery, the studio, as a a place that can accompany e- everyone. I I've got these huge bongs everywhere, and the the problem that I used to have is that I used to invite my friends over, or not used to. I, well, <laughs> COVID. Um, you know, we 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 used to have
1: relationships and and bonds back when with we other have friends human that were you remember not that? Just on Zoom?
0: yeah yeah you remember that. Yeah.
1: Now just screen friends. It's like,
0: that, bro. Right? Yeah. Anyways, uh, I used to have friends and we used to uh, interact with them in in, in person. And when they would come over, uh, I would take a massive rip off of, you know, an average, you know, nothing big, nothing crazy. But this is a go-getter for me. Um, And then, you know, somebody would watch me do that and say, yeah, I'll have one too. And I'd say, okay. And I'd pack them one and then I would literally watch them melt in the lazy boy here as they, they you know, they, they, they caved in and the sweat started happening. They lost all color. I overdosed all of my friends all of the time. And that was something that I really needed to take into consideration when I would have people over was that not everyone needs as much of a dose as I do. So yeah, yeah there, there's a vast, or, um, uh, there's a, a vast variety of ways to ingest and, 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 and amounts to ingest. Um, so that's, yeah, I'd be curious to hear it. Cause I, I've got big pipes, little pipes, joints, bongs, you know, everything. Vapes for anyone that comes over. I've got friends that just need a little tiny little bit and they're good for the rest of the night.
1: Yeah. My girlfriend's best friend has like an eighth for two months and comes over. She's like, Hey, can you want to smoke? I'm like, is that the shit you brought over like in March? (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Yeah. Just a couple hits and I'm good. And that's when you open up uh. a jar and you're like, let me.
2: Here. Yeah, I got I got something for
1: you. You'll be good for take, the year. Take
2: this, take this. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. As long as you keep it in a jar with with a humidity pack, it should be good, right? Glass be jar, good. yeah. It, just it in should be, be good. Bottle. I was like, it should be good. I smoked I've got weed shit. like two years old. That's still fresh.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say I've got shit that's not even in a like, or it's in a jar. It's uh, it didn't have a humidity pack. It's dry to the fucking bone. Um, <laughs> from December fifth of twenty nineteen, and uh, she still hits with a punch. Yeah, I've lost. 40% of the cannabinoids or more actually but uh the THC still thrive in here THC still thriving in this so yeah 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 you can if you're a slow smoker just put her in a jar proper. put her in a jar store properly yeah store it's a, like it doesn't have a humidifier in there and I don't I don't uh, can my jars as you could you know you boil them and have them and air yeah, real storage yep yep i just don't because i i still open them every now and again for burping regardless of their age um
2: but yeah yeah. P- pigeons, I'm curious. You showed that bong with the e nail. Um, I've, I've been thinking about getting one. Do you recommend an e nail? Do you like them or what?
0: <laughs> yes. Um, the shit I, out of a torch. I, well, the th- thing is is that I, I've, I've been a concentrate guy for like a solid, con- I've been making my own concentrates for a little over two years now. And uh, I've been torching it the whole time. And it, it's, got, it's, it's gotten to the point where it's become too cumbersome. You know, running the torch, running, grabbing everything and getting it all together. And then not to mention because I'm streaming and, you know, running a torch on stream and it can be difficult. But regardless of that, the ease of just coming down here, popping on the button to turn it up. I got it set to just under 710. Um, The ease of coming in here, popping on that button, go. You know, it takes about three minutes to warm it up. So it's not an immediate thing, but typically I can kill three minutes before a dab pop it on there and, and just come back and I'll leave it on for a few hours. You know, it's in a room away from my son. It's in, it's in the studio, so I have no worries about it being on. I have done more concentrates in the two weeks that I've owned this damn thing than I have in the entire two years I've been making concentrates. <laughs> I blasted through an ounce of concentrates, an ounce of concentrates, uh, 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 like more so in the last two weeks than I had in the uh, the entire – two months that I had had them, Holy had shit. it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Obviously uh, worth the investment. I mean, you may have total, to invest was, in
1: more extracts. I
0: don't you know. think it was more than a hundred bucks. It's it's an off-brand um, model. Uh, shout out to blacktievapor.com. He hit me up with it. And right. uh, he's, a, he's a homie of mine. Uh, there's no real affiliation. Or, no, there's nothing but affiliation. Uh, oh, he's, right. he's just a homie of mine and he, he runs a business. Hit hard with these 20, uh, COVID times. But anyways, yeah, he hit me up with that. And uh, once you go email, you never go back. I heard I'll have to one. pick one up for sure. Yeah, yeah you yeah, won't be I might disappointed. I have to
1: as well. I've got this little nothing one with a torch. I'm not a torch guy. I don't like it. I'm gonna have no. Nah, it's
0: a pain in the ass. It's just a pain in the ass, and you never know the temperature. You don't know what temperature you're getting. You know the yeah, whole I'm idea of dying got, on camera. I, with I've got them, an e like, nail, and I'm here. I am still putting my hand over the bowl to see if I've got the right temperature. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some habit. old
1: habits die hard. Yeah, yeah, I know. Sometimes inside, I light a blunt like this, which right in the house. What is going on here? What's wrong with me? Yeah, sometimes I'm stoned. Like, yeah. you know with that being said speaking of stoned i think that was a great conversation guys i am pretty damn stoned that is blunt number three uh you know i think like i said drop in the comment section what is your preference i know we've already mentioned ours if you guys want to support the channel make sure you subscribe share this with the grow me make sure you check out the next episode will be next week cannabis lifestyle tv.com and four from the stash podcast it's your boy rob from cannabis lifestyle tv pigeons 420 chris aka mr grow it we'll see y'all next week